Hello and welcome everyone to another Tune Under podcast, the Southern Hemisphere's original Newcastle United podcast. Joining me tonight is Craig up in Cairns. How are you doing, Craig? I'm not doing too bad for a Monday. Yourself, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Feeling a bit old today. Knees are sore, so uh, yeah, off, off to get some some pharmaceuticals. Uh, can't do some whiskey as a school night. And uh, down in Melbourne, uh, well, down in uh, in Geelong is Keegan. Uh, how are you doing, Keegan? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to tonight's episode. It's like the season's almost upon us. Um, we're doing something a little bit different tonight, looking forward to the whole season rather than a, the review of a particular game. But we are going to start off everything by doing a bit of a pre-season roundup. Um, we've had a few games. We've had a few wins. We've had a few losses. All the players have had a bit of a run out. So we'll go through all of the games that we've had so far. So first up, we had Gateshead, um, 5-1 win to Newcastle, which was which was good. Uh, 1860 Munich um, over in our little summer uh, training camp. That was that was quite good. Watching all the players roam around on bikes and and sort of enjoy the sun. Uh, that was a three nil win to us as well. Uh, Mainz uh, we played and lost one nil. Um, wasn't the best of of, uh, of games um, all round. I think it was a bit of a dull dull, dull affair, shall we say? Uh, and then we did this weird double header against Burnley, where we effectively played two games against them with uh, swapping sides around um, at half time, so that each team played the other team's other side. It was it was very strange, but we get we got a three nil win in one of those games, and we got a six two win in the other game. So uh, happy with that. We then lost 3-2 to Benfica after Joe Linton had a little bit of uh, madness and, and tried to hack down someone after picking a fight with the ref. But, you know, it, it was still a good good run out for us. Um, good, good solid competition, I think, as well. Uh, we won 1-0 against Atalanta at St. James's Park. And our last game in the doubleheader weekend, um, literally just gone, is Athletic Bilbao, uh, which was a 2-1 win. Uh, and, and that kind of wrapped up our preseason. So, bit of a bit of a mixed bag in terms of results. Um, what what do you make of the results from those, Craig? I mean, obviously we we you know we talk about preseason. It's more about fitness and and getting those those games under the belt rather than the actual results. But um, you know, is there is there anything? There wasn't anything too worrying amongst all of that. No progress was good, and it was against good competition as well, rather than teams from the third division of some obscure league you've never really heard of. Uh, and the progression was good from the very first game against Gateshead. Uh, lots of players who've probably maybe changed a few attitudes on, uh, Miggy being one of them. But yeah, I'm more than happy with our preseason one. Yeah, so Keegan, um, it, it's obviously a bit of a bit of a turnaround for Newcastle after recent seasons of playing like Leighton Orient away and losing six two <laughs> when we had our promotion season, and, and we've never really sort of had that that top quality opposition. So it, it's refreshing, I guess, to have some pretty impressive opposition, some European pedigree that's that's playing against us. Uh, and, and what was really impressive was the crowd numbers as well that we got over the weekend at St. James's Park, I think 80, 80 odd, just under 80,000, I think, for the for the two days. So that's pretty impressive. What did you make of the games and, and the overall sort of the, the build-up for, for the preseason? Yeah, I was – yeah, I didn't pay any real attention to the results. I think without actually – having an intimate knowledge of what's actually happening between the games. It's very hard, I think, to pass judgment on what you see for a match. Like, I imagine they'd be doing two a days most, especially when they're away, they'd be doing two a day. So they might do a, a like a cardio training, big block in the morning, and then your weights sort of stuff in the afternoon. So given the fitness levels that Eddie demands of the team, I don't think they'd be – going lightly in them sessions anyway. So I think – and there was that's probably had a, a part to play with the the way they approached the games where most of the time it was 45 minutes per player and then they were basically swapping the whole sides off at um, at half time. So that's probably to do with their training loads and and all that. And it worked well. I mean, for what, from what we know, I mean, John Joe is going to be the only injury to come out of that sort of big block that we've done so yeah it shows that they've obviously managed it really really well and hopefully everyone's cherry ripe for the first weekend this weekend yeah it was it was a, i have to say i was a little bit concerned over the bill bow game where we seemed to really fall off late on in the game so i mean 
by the time we're hitting, you know, the week before the season kicks off, I'd, I'd expect our fitness levels to be pretty close to to match ready. Um, and it looked like we were really struggling late on in the game. Um, did did you make anything of that, Craig, or do you think that that's literally just you know where we're kind of where every other team's going to be at this moment in time? Yeah, I think everyone's going to be in the same boat. Uh, I think. Um... The opposition i think they had maybe a game or two ahead of us as well in terms of their preseason. so yeah, maybe they were a step ahead in terms of fitness uh but yeah i think eddie will have everyone eight 99 uh good to go come the friday a little bit of maybe training session in the more in the saturday morning and everyone will be raring to go come three o'clock on saturday yeah, I think it's obviously our our game plan under Eddie Howe is very much more of an up-tempo, pressing high kind of game. So you you need that that sort of strength in your legs and in the and the gas in the tank sort of thing. Uh, I guess it's it's one of those things where you know it's it's going to come over time. Um, hopefully, we've got enough to to go into that first game and be on par and and really sort of challenge for that full ninety minutes. I guess. So I guess you've already touched on it with um, the the standout performance. I guess of preseason was uh, uh, Miguel Almiron. Um, I think you were saying before six goals and two assists from him. Yep. Yeah. So very, I mean that impressive. that. In terms of in in terms of like you know this is this is a player who we've we've all loved his his attitude and his smile around the club even during the dark times. Um, he's always got sort of like bags of running in his game. He'll he'll work his ass off for the entire ninety odd minutes and uh, never never ever quits. Like he's always sort of like subbed off because he can't like breathe anymore, let alone run. Um, so it's it's one of those things where. You know, he's always had that to his game, but he's never quite had that end product. And was one of the one of the names that I think most people were going to be tipping to to leave the club if we got a decent offer in for him. Um, he's he's kind of made himself unsellable at the moment for the club because if he can take that sort of form into the into the season, where we're, we're getting this like superb player, and and it comes back to you know he, he had we signed him, he got basically thrown in after six months under Bruce, um, and then hasn't really had a proper manager looking after him and, and, and progressing his game. So maybe maybe Eddie Howe's turned the magic key again and like he did with Joe Linton and we're, we're coming out the other side with with another absolutely top-draw player that's going to perform for us this season. Um, in terms of other players, uh, Keegan, um, who, who were your other standout players from, from the preseason games? I think, I don't want to probably steal Craig's thunder here, but I think Elliot Anderson was probably one of the ones that stood out purely because... We didn't really know anything of him, did we? I mean, he was sort of he was on the bench a couple of times, played a lot of the times in the under twenty ones or the reserves team, and then eventually got loaned out and then turned into the next Maradona, apparently. Geordie <laughs> <Jordy> Maradona. <laughs> That's what Joey thinks anyway. But uh I mean I've just been watching Eddie's press conferences after each each game and the little bits of media that he's done during the preseason and with all the reports that who's he going to go to and he's got a, a whole lift, a list of suitors in the championship who are keen to take him. But he's done enough in Eddie's eyes to say, no, I think we want you around and you can be a part of what we're doing this year, which is a pretty big, uh, pretty big tick, I think. Yeah, he certainly hasn't looked out of place um, in, in the preseason games. Craig, what, what what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, absolutely. He, you you wouldn't think it was his first season or preseason with the first team squad. He looked uh, like he belongs already, and he performed better than more of the experienced players. And he's definitely not one uh, shy away from a tackle. He loves to be on the ball, and you can just see his fitness level is already there as well. I know he's only nineteen, so he should be uh, running around for ninety minutes flat at that age. But he he didn't look out of place he didn't look like he was nervous or anything he did claim he was nervous at his home debut which you can expect but that first 45 minutes or so he was probably one of the better players on the pitch he's linked with asm in the games that i've seen him play as well have actually been fantastic it looks like uh they could have a good partnership on the horizon those two yeah i think this like he looks comfortable on the ball, like for someone his age to be coming in, like, you know, he's had a, had a bit of a lower league experience, but to, for him to, to have that confidence on the ball is, is really reassuring at his age. Um, it's also worth mentioning that 
because of his age, he won't take up a squad spot. So you don't yeah. actually have to register him in the senior squad. So that's a bonus for us. It means we can still have our 25-man squad, and we'll cover this later, uh, where we, we have an extra bonus couple of youngsters that are coming through that are probably going to get game time. Um, obviously, the question mark then becomes, you know, how much game time is someone like Elliot Anderson going to have? Uh, and, and is it going to be enough to continue his development or will he be better off going out on loan? I guess the beauty is the window doesn't shut for another couple of weeks. So we can have a couple of weeks where he's in and around, maybe on the bench, coming off, having a few cameo appearances. And if he seems like he's struggling or he feels like, you know, needs a bit more game time, then we can still loan him out. That's that's still still on the on the on the table. So it's it's quite quite good to have those options up our sleeve. Uh, personally, I think I think Botman stood out quite clearly. Absolutely class defender, um, Bruno, the usual suspects. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's the it's that we're building up that um, that kind of squad depth that we need, but we're building up that top end quality more as well. Um, Trippier has linked up beautifully with Miggy, and I think Trippier has been a huge part in Almiron being as good as he has. Um, but obviously, Almiron's still got to go through. He's still got to finish the finish the the shots, score the goals, set up goals. You know, he's he's still got to do that end product, which he looks finally. Fingers crossed that we're actually getting that out of him. So it's going to be, you know, for me, it's it's going to be one of those wait and see moments to see if he can take it through into the main season. But, you know, he's got to be given that chance. You, you've got to think. Um, in terms of the players who maybe didn't do themselves any favours, uh, Craig, any, any thoughts on some that maybe we thought would have been better and have kind of not... There's two standouts for me uh, in terms of a, a poor pre-season. Uh, Chris Wood, he only scored the, the one goal, and that was the penalty. And Jacob Murphy. Jacob Murphy, he has scored two goals in preseason, but they I think they were against uh, Burnley and Gateshead, so nothing opponents, to be honest. And he, his passing is just atrocious. I, I, there were some stats on the BBC website. Uh, for the entire of last season, his pass completion was around 63%, which is awful. I know you didn't play every game and you're not going to compete every game, but it should be better than that. It should For a, a professional footballer in the Premier League, he just gives the ball away too much, and that was evident in uh, the last friendly he played. Um, there was a lot of talk on Twitter exactly the same thing. How is Murphy still part of the squad? He's passing is atrocious. And Woods just not scoring enough goals. He's no. not even... I mean, he had one opportunity in one of the friendlies, I think it was the first one at St. James's, where he could have scored blatant... Uh, Headed straight at the keeper. And you think with some of his aerial ability, his prowess in the air, he should be finishing those. Those are his bread and butter type goals, you'd think. Yeah, he's, he's definitely feeling the pressure, I think, of, of not being as prolific as he, his price tag should have uh, should have indicated. I think for Murphy, I mean, my, my feeling on Wood is he's never going to be a prolific striker. He does a lot of stuff off the ball. Um, he's always involved in build-up play. He tracks back. He defends well from set pieces. He's always a threat from set pieces because of his height, but you know he's got to put the ball in the back of the net as a striker. Yeah, um, Murphy, Murphy, to me, is just that weird one where bags and bags of pace, looks like he should be a decent player, flatters to deceive because he's never got any end product um he's kind of like what miggy's been over the last couple of years so you know maybe maybe there's there's something there there to build on but you know you need to need to sort of start and, and get that and and for a player and and my my personal um issue i think is murphy willick these sorts of players um while they've kind of got some good things going for them there's also that that sort of sloppiness on the ball and you know, for, for a team that's trying to play a more possession-based game and a more passing-friendly game, um, being comfortable on the ball is important. Being able to complete those passes is important. Um, and you've got people like Murphy who can't sort of pass at five yards and get it on target. You've got Willick, who's a bit sloppy with his first touch and gives it away far too often in midfield, um, which which invites pressure. And, and there's a lot of that that been going on in the past, but we're kind of moving on beyond that. So I, 
for, from Willick's point of view, I definitely hope that he improves that side of his game because I do think he could be still a big player for us, but he needs to work on his, his, his like, you know, just the close ball skills and, and just sort of be more comfortable on the ball. Uh, Keegan, um, what's your thoughts on who who didn't exactly sort of um, shower, them in, shower themselves in praise over the preseason? Yeah, I think they're... What would maybe it's hard because would done what would did the last half of the season. Would, like, <laughs> how much would 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 chuck chuck? Yeah, would would done would like he didn't he didn't elevate himself to something more than what he was last year. He's just sort of kept along the same trajectory, and I think that's that's just him, and that's that's who he is, and that's who we've got. But I think yeah, definitely Murphy. I mean, I'm not sure where his future lies. I mean. He's sort of slipped down the pecking order a fair bit, especially with Miggy's preseason as well. So I'm not I'm not sure how how much time he's going to get during, especially the early part of the season. If in fact we're looking for another right winger too, but one of the ones who sort of stood out for me a bit was Dubravka. I mean, when Pope come in, it was a it was a genuine discussion as to who was going to be our number one and and stuff like that. But it's pretty clear cut now, isn't it? Like I I don't think uh Dubravka will be getting a look in unless something goes drastically wrong with Pope, which is yeah. probably not what people thought five or six weeks ago when when he signed on. Oh, for sure. I think, um, I, I mean, I, I had suspicions that Dubravka should have done better for the Bill Bauer goal at the weekend. Um, I thought he, I think it was, it was, it wasn't crossed with any pace. It was kind of looped up in the air and it was close enough for him to kind of go out and, and command that ball where he kind of just watched it float over his head onto, uh, onto an attacker, on, mm. onto, onto an attacking player's head. So not, not kind of what you want to see for someone who's, who's like vying for that, that number one goalie spot. Uh, uh, I guess from my point of view, I also want to, I want to make a, a little bit of a mention to Sean Longstaff, who I genuinely think has sort of improved himself to the point where he's in contention for a squad place now. Um, it's not something that I thought at the end of last season. I thought his career at Newcastle was was not going to go anywhere. He looked a shade of the player that we saw when he was playing under Benitez. But in preseason, he seems to be like capturing that that I wouldn't say flair or anything weird like that. But he's certainly becoming competent again, and you can rely on him to just do what he needs to do. Um, and so that's that's kind of reassuring. Uh, and I guess the the one last thing is. A player who probably had an opportunity and has missed the boat due to injury is Jamal Lewis um, with Maddie Target signed permanently. And then you've got um, Paul Dummett who's signed another contract. So he's around and as long as he can stay fit, he's perfect backup. But, you know, Bonswell's come in and he's performed quite well. He didn't look out of place either. And, you know, yes, okay, it's preseason games and, and it's like it's not a sort of, sort of full-blown Premier League game. But he, he, looked, he looked competent. He looked good in at places um, in some of the games that I saw him in. And, you know, you think, well, you know, how does Lewis get back into that side now unless he comes in um, when he is fit as as maybe someone on the left wing, maybe um, as a more attacking player because he's got that pace and he's got that sort of like attacking flair. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that. So I guess um, that sort of leads on to the next point that I was uh, was going to try and, and steer us onto, which was the squad positions and, and the squad numbers um, in terms of who we've got in what position. So in terms of the goalkeepers, we've got Dubravka, we've got Pope, we've got Darlow, and we've got Gillespie, all still on, on the books at the club. Um, I fully expected Darlow to be going out on loan by now, um, so I'm surprised that hasn't happened. Uh, obviously, we, we I say we can't, but we have in the past. We shouldn't be going into the new season with three, let, let alone four senior, um, senior goalkeepers. Um, Craig, like who 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 do you think should go? Who do you think will go? Do you think we'll get rid of any of them? Well, the fact I, I, I don't think he has any. I don't think Gillespie has any preseason games at all. I no. don't remember seeing his name mentioned um, on any of the team sheets or coming on as a sub. I know Darlow has, but that was mainly because either 
Pope wasn't up to scratch or the Brabga had that wrist injury. Yeah, that um, injury, yeah. Yeah, so Gillespie, he could walk away from the, the team tomorrow and I don't think he'd be a miss at all. Uh, he's not going to get any uh, place in that squad. Darlow, again, could always be, be the same. Uh, Leicester, they're screaming out for a goalkeeper now, so you could gladly go to Leicester if you wanted to. Um, it is going to be between Dubravka and Pope for that number one jersey. Uh, I do think Dubravka will keep it, um, but it's going to go very close and down to the wire. And he may even opt in the keepers based on form, just that you do the players in the middle of the park as well. Yeah, certainly, certainly Howe's got that, uh, that history now where he didn't bring Bruno straight in, even though the fans were crying out for it because the midfield was playing well. So he wasn't dropping anyone because mm-hmm. he was rewarding the performances, which is, to me, what you want to see. You want to see players sort of working their asses off to get in that squad, to get in that first team, playing well. Um, and then you want them to to feel like they're being rewarded for that effort. So, Keegan, you, you're you're sort of good with Pope and... and uh, Dubravka, Dubravka you, and probably, yeah, and then Darlow, whether he actually just gets loaned out or a gentleman's handshake, maybe not a transfer fee, but you can take, you've got to take all these wages yeah. kind of operation. I think, yeah, just mainly for wages and stuff, I think, just to get them off the books. I mean, if Gillespie's playing, we've, we've had rotten luck with two bad injuries to our first choice goalkeepers. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think Darlow is probably going to be the one who needs to find a new place for this season. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, so on to left back. Um, we mentioned it uh, briefly. We've got Target, we've got Dummett, we've got Lewis, and we've got Bonswell. Um, um, obviously, Target's going to be number one pretty much anytime he's fit and anytime we need him. Um, he's got touch wood. He's got a good injury record, so he doesn't doesn't get injured a lot. Um, seems to relish playing in that team at the moment. So fingers crossed he keeps that going. Uh, Dummett's a decent... I, I've always liked Dummett. Um, I, don't, I don't see him um, doing anything super flash, but he is always kind of, you know, middle of the road, does what he needs to do. Um, he gets a lot of stick that I don't think he's, he's really deserves at, at times. Um, and then Lewis, we said, he's been injured. He missed a chance to really prove himself. Obviously, it's not his fault if he's injured, but, you know, that that could be a real, real turning point in his career at this club. Um, he well, didn't go out on loan uh, last season when he when he had the chance. Uh, and now, you know, Bonswell's come in and he's performed quite well uh, when he's had the chance. So, you know, has Bonswell gone over, over Lewis as the third-choice right-back, do you reckon, Keegan? Oh, yeah. He probably has purely on the fact that he's played. I mean, yeah. he's been the international man of mystery this preseason, hasn't he? Like no one's, he hasn't trained. I don't think I've seen him training. And then he's just been injured. We don't know what's actually wrong. Is it his groin that's still not right from that surgery he got after he's left out of the squad in February? Like no one knows. So it's hard mm. to, it's hard to actually know where he's at and where his career's at at the moment without the information. Yeah, it's all been very quiet as well. There's not been a lot of um, a yeah. lot of news com- news coming out of the club for that. Uh, Craig, are you happy enough with those those four as our as our choices for left back? Assuming that we probably do send someone out on loan. Yeah, uh, I think uh, maybe if Lewis can get his fitness back up, maybe we send Bonswell out on loan uh, to get some experience because I think you will need it, or else you may just go a bit uh, stagnant. Target will be number one. Dummett for backup. Uh, and then Lewis is third, uh, again, depending on Dummett's uh, fitness, because we all know he's uh, not the most reliable when it comes to uh, <laughs> keeping out of the treatment room, that's for sure. Yeah, and then if you look at the centre-backs, um, before we get into those, obviously Dan Burns in there as a left-sided centre-back, but has actually played left-back before as well. So you've kind of got Dummett, who can play the left-sided centre-half, and then you've got Byrne, who can play left left back as well so you've got that flexibility which again if we end up with an injury problem at left back you've got to be thinking i'll be playing burn at left back ahead of someone like lewis who hasn't really shown much yet we've also got matt ritchie (laughs) 
Yeah, the, le- the less said about Richie at left back, I think the better it is. It's like the fact that he played on the wing for the first time in God knows how long at the weekend, I think is just like, was was just a sight to behold. So yes, let's let's not go down Richie as, uh, let's not. as a left back again. Left wing back, maybe. No. Uh, no. So the centre-backs, the center obviously, our big, big, big money signing for the summer is, is uh, Sven Botman, um, has looked absolutely superb in, in pre-season, comfortable on the ball. Some of his passing is just absolutely next level. Um, assured in defence, always seems to be reading the play well. So, yeah, really excited to see how how he's doing. Um, he's probably going to have a crap season because I've put him in my fantasy football team. But um, okay. <laughs> I apologise we'll in advance to every we'll Newcastle be- fan if he does. <laughs> we'll be shit together then. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, might too. Yeah. Um, well, that's not too bad then. At least I've got someone else to blame as well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so Fabian Shah, um, Dan Byrne, Lascelles, Fernandez is still there. I, I fully expect Fernandez to probably head off at some point. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't see us going into the season with like, you know, five center halves. I think we'll probably get rid of one of them if we can. Um, and then uh, Watts, I think, is a center half. I might be mistaken there, but he's injured. Apparently, he's like, done himself in so he's having surgery or something so he'll yeah, might be out for the season anyway yeah i did see that actually on social media there was a little post saying he was he maybe his knee or something yeah no, something like yeah, that yeah, yeah which is a shame which is a shame for the lad yeah so he's, i mean i guess we have kilowatts, isn't he sorry 23 kilowatts I believe. He, he's getting on a bit yeah i think he's definitely he, one of he's the not going to make it to the club at that age is he you wouldn't have thought no, I think it's, it's just a shame that, I mean, he probably could have gone out on loan um, and sort of yeah. you know, put himself in the shop window, maybe maybe sort of tried to get his career off somewhere else. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he gets, gets himself back fit. Um, and then I guess we had a little bit of a chat off air about potential starting lineup. Um, center half pairings, uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure most of us are agreeing. Like Sven Botman and Fabian Shah should be the the center half pairings. Um, Craig, you're you're nodding in approval of that one. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only time it would change is if there is a team with a an abundance of height where Dan Byrne may come in for uh, corners and set pieces. But to start off with, yeah, it's going to be Shaw and Botman. You'd think. Yeah, I ha- Keegan, how do you reckon the, the, the whole captaincy issue is going to go, though? So Lascelles is captain, so, you know, it's going to be a hard call not to play your captain. Nah, it's easy. <laughs> when, you're <laughs> <laughs> when you're as bad as him, it's simple. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah, look, they'll have – he'll be the club captain for the year, but I dare say that Ed Trippier will be the, the match day captain – or the game yeah, I mean, but I mean, Trippy is always going to lead on on the pitch, isn't he? And I think that's yeah. more important than anything. Yeah, that's right. No, that's fair enough. And then right back, we've got Trippier, Kraft, and Mankio. So Mankio's still there. I think. I think, like realistically, we're probably going to try and get rid of one of Kraft or Mankio. And you know, Kraft's done enough. For, he's just signed a new one year extension on his contract. So you've got to be thinking Mankio's probably going to try and get out the door. Maybe alone. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe an El Chipo just here have him take his wages off our books. What do you reckon, guys? Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. No, I know, and I'm I'm quite happy with Trippier and Kraft. I mean, it's, I think Trippier, you know, injury concerns, but it was a broken bone in his foot. It's not like it's a soft tissue injury that you, yeah. you're kind of hoping he doesn't doesn't have a recurrence of. It's like you know, it was it was just one of those things that happened. So, onto the midfield, which is starting to get pretty stacked now. Um, and it's it's mm. getting a little bit of quality in there as well. So, uh, look, I, I kind of like split midfield into midfielders, like central midfielders, and then attacking winger type midfielders. Um, so, obviously, in the middle, we've got Bruno and Joe Linton, um, the Brazilian uh, duo that just put on masterclasses after masterclasses in that that central area. Um, as long as as long as um, someone's there to calm Joe Linton down when the red mist comes up, uh, and then we've got Shelby, who sadly is injured. Um, he's probably out for a couple of weeks. We've we've been we've been told so. Um, hopefully, again, you know, I, he he looks like he put in so much work preseason, and and for him to get injured, it's it's a real shame because he's, he's one of those players that I think we've all been really impressed with his work rate for and. You know, we want to we want to kind of like have him 
um, get a reward for all that hard work that he's done. And then Willock, um, we've got Sean Staff and Matt Staff. Um, I'm not sure Maddie's going to get much game time. I think he'll probably be shipped out on loan. And then Lucas DeBowl, um, you know, he's, he's looked okay when he's come on. Um, he's young enough as well. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he went out on loan maybe to the championship somewhere if we, if we can get a get a suitor for him. Um, obviously, the big two, Bruno and Joe Linton, um, not 100% sure. And with Shelby out, I think Shelby would have been the logical choice. Obviously, we're in for a couple of... Um, couple more players uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you if we did end up with someone like madison that all of the talks about at the moment that he kind of played just in that sort of attacking midfielder role just in front of those players um what do you make of those players do you think that's enough do you think we still need a little bit of quality in that midfield for now or do you reckon that'll that'll do us out keegan you go first uh yeah depends how much money we've got to spend if <laughs> if if we can, we'd still like to strengthen that area, I think, with a little bit more quality than than Longstaff or Willock. Um, but if our budget's a little bit tighter than what we're led to believe and what we've read, I think that, that'll do until January at least. And if it means we have to spend more on a right winger and a striker, then that's okay. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting where Shelby and and stuff like that are going to fit when they're fit and how the dynamic's going to be. And even if, if Madison comes in, do we sort of play two different formations with and without the ball? Like, does he have that sort of maybe Joe and Bruno as two holding mids, which Eddie's done during the game, and Madison's got sort of a free-range number 10 box-to-box kind of role or... And then in possession, we drop back to a flat, a flat defensive three, like like a three block, a three block, and a four block. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of plenty of options there. And I think some of the fans that are saying about, oh, we can't, we don't play with an attacking midfielder. Like we don't need James Madison. But that's not the positions we play. Like, mate, they can play four different formations in the first half of a game, and I reckon. 50,000 of the fans wouldn't even have known that they've sort of shifting yeah. and everything's like, everything's fluid now, isn't it? Like yeah. it's, we're not just playing a four, four, two for 90 minutes. And that's how we're going to be like things uh, with the ball, without the ball, where's the ball. And then it's more of more blocks. Isn't it really like, yeah. It's phases, phases of play, I think. Like yeah, you're like basically having, you know, you're without the ball, so you're kind of like pushing, pushing back in, back in a little bit. You're you're pressing the forwards. Yeah, um, you get the ball back, and then suddenly there's a switch in dynamic, yeah. and players move move out to different positions. And and I think yeah. that's beautiful to see in terms of real football tactics. <laughs> a what? What's a, <laughs> what's a ta- Don't do tactics. Are they like um, tic tacs or what are tactics? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a wonderful thing to behold, uh, Craig. Um, I guess there's a lot of talk being of Lucas Paqueta. Um, the the longer this goes on, the long the more it looks like we're not going to end up going in for him, which I, I still find really surprising. Um, I have to say, given you know the the talk was that we did put a, a bid in for him before we actually bought Bruno, so we we obviously had an interest there. There's been talk that his price is is quite negotiable now. Um, whether or not we're waiting our, our time or we're putting all these, you know, erroneous bids in just to kind of like sort of, you know, smoke screen or something, I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But do you reckon we've how, – how do you see the midfield sort of um, lineup and, and what do you make of the quality that's in there now? A big issue for me is Shelby is now picking up injuries – quite frequently he ended the season injured and now he's starting the season injured yeah that's fair enough and Mm. is he gonna get to the point where he can be consistent on the pitch or is he still gonna be picking up injuries every five six seven games or whatever uh which is going to hold his progress and the team's progress and i don't rely or don't have the faith in longstaff or willock to do the same job as shelby because i don't think either of them got the the long pass range that he has when he's on form and I don't think they've got the leadership quality that he has in that middle as well. Um, hence why he's probably given the captain's armband a few times last season. That is a big potential worry for me if he is picking up these injuries. Longstaff, 
again, just going back to your quote before about how he's almost on par when he was under Rafa. That is brilliant to see. Uh, Willock, I don't know. I think he's going to have an indifferent season. I don't think he's going to get as much game time as what people think. He may be an impact sub like he was on the, the Leicester game uh, when he uh, had that uh, ball cross from uh, Bruno. But I think that's his perfect type of game when players start to tire. He's got the energy. He's got the legs. He can run. But I can't see him starting many games. Bruno and Big Joe, they're a shoo-in. That's inevitable. I do think we need another player in there just to help cover for injuries because uh, I don't yeah. think Shelby's going to play many games this season, unfortunately. And suspensions as well. I mean, yeah, you know, we, we've seen him. We've seen him preseason. Big Joe's not not uh, not going to shy away from many tackles <laughs> this season. I don't think so. Inevitably, there's going to be at least a lot of yellow cards, if not a couple of red ones, just during the season. So let's let's see what we have have uh, have lined up for the end of the season. But yeah, I, I do agree. We probably need a bit of bit of cover for some of those players that are a genuine first first team um, sort of first choice players, but it it drops off a bit in quality from the likes of Joe Linton and, and Bruno um, and obviously with with Shelby being out as well. Uh, on to the attacking players. I'm trying to move ourselves on a little bit here. Um, ASM on the wing, Fraser, Almiron on fire in preseason. Uh, Anderson, who has been an absolute breath of fresh air. Um, nice to see a, a sort of local lad coming through and actually doing really well and not looking out of place, even at his age um, and inexperience. And then we sort of round that off with probably Murphy and Richie as our attacking options, um, which which does worry me a little bit that if we got down to, to those, um, those, those scraping the bottom of the barrel players, if you like. Uh, I guess, again, it comes down to we're starting to build up a little bit of squad depth there. We're starting to get a little bit more quality, but obviously the right wing has been the, the, the problem position that everyone's been desperate for us to fill all transfer window um keegan uh what do you make of that and who do you reckon is probably going to get shipped out um if we if we can and you know how how good is that going to be um for the for the actual season uh i think if anything probably richie's the one who'll end up going back closer to his family i still don't think they've actually moved up Hmm. to the area and this has been lingering for probably two or three years now hasn't it that he he has ties back to the South Coast and his family's there and his kids are there and stuff like that. And I think when it first sort of come two or three years ago, no one was going to begrudge him if he wanted to move back for family reasons. So oh, not at all, no. If And Isaac Hayden was the same, wasn't he? He was in the same yeah. boat. And everyone said, look, we don't want to lose you, but we totally understand that your family situation, I think Rich is the same now. It's It will probably be up to him, I think. The, uh, the almighty... I was going to say dollar, but it's probably the almighty pound will dictate whether if he thinks you get enough playing down there, then if not, he might just stay up here for another season and get that last little 40 grand a week or 45, whatever he's on. And, and oh, look, on. I think he's, he's, he's good to have around the dressing room. Certainly. Oh, 100%. Um, I, yeah, definitely. I, I think it's got to be is that role. I don't see him, you know, I'd, I'd be worried if he ends up, if, if we get to the point where Richie's got to play yeah, because play, it, yeah. It probably means we've got some some horrendous injury concerns up front. So, yeah, uh, Craig, um, what about yourself? Do you, do you see that being enough? That mid that that those attacking options and the wingers on the the right hand side. It is if Almiron can continue the form, then that problem could be solved. Um, it's a big if that. To be honest, uh, we'll find out in maybe the first four to five games. See how he's going with yeah. that. Um, hopefully, the transfer window will still be open. Then I think it will be with a few games in. Um, so there could still be time to bring that plan if needs be. Um, Fraser, you heard me feelings on Fraser before. I don't think he's uh, not sorry, not Fraser, I'm Murphy. Sorry, I don't think Murphy uh, will get much game time, if any. I could even be surprised if Murphy's cut from the squad if we are looking to get another uh, right winger in. I think he could be one of the ones that is cut. Um, Fraser, he's a workhorse, he will run and he can play on both wings as well, which is good. So he's got yeah. that versatility. And I just don't know if he's got enough in him in terms of creativity to get the goals for Wilson. And same for Wood as well. Uh, you run down a crisp pack in the wind, but he's just not that end product. Yeah, no, he's a complete terrier, isn't he? He's like, he'll never give up. Uh, he'll run everything down. But, you know, God, it's, it's just, 
again, it comes down to that little bit of extra quality that we need to take that next step. And and right now, we we definitely could use a, another player, I think. And then onto the striker situation to finish this bit off. But you know, I guess the strikers are going to be a, 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 a bit of a worry for us. Like Chris Woods not scoring goals, Callum Wilson. Absolutely fantastic if he can stay fit. Um, if he stays fit with this team and if we do add a little bit more creativity before the window shuts, you, you've got to be thinking he's he's going to be pushing you know 15 goals or so for the season easy. Um, and then we've got Munoz, Santiago Munoz, um, who's like the the youngster that's in. Um, I think we're all we're all kind of like hoping that he gets on. He's like, come on, Santiago. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, realistically, he's probably not going to get much of game time this season. Um, has been scoring a few goals when he's been on international duties. Um, and it's like, you know, maybe you know, it's worse. Stranger things have happened. But you've got to be thinking we need another senior striker in on that on that team. Yeah. What do you reckon, Craig? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Wilson reliability in terms of injuries, just there isn't any reliability there at all. Wilson is the main threat that we have, but we can't rely on him. Wood. He's just not getting them in. The fortunes could change and you could start banging them in left, right and centre. Hopefully that is the case. But I do think if Wilson gets injured, we don't want to just rely on Wood being there as a target man with a hold-up play. We want somebody who can run at defenders. He's got the pace, he's got the timing, which Wood just doesn't have. He's not suited to our style of play. Um as much as I like him in terms of what he brings to the squad, he's there to score goals, and he just so far hasn't delivered. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. What about you, Keegan? Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think I said in the group chat a few weeks ago, what we actually need is a first choice winger and a second choice striker. Yeah, if that's how you want to frame it for a transfer sort of window, that's not what we want. But what we actually like really, really need is yeah, first choice winger and a backup striker. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I don't think we're going to get a striker in that's going to be head and shoulders first team um, over no. Wilson. Uh, not certainly not for what we're willing to pay or able to attract this window. Uh, we, we've seen like you know where we kind of got blown out of the water with by, by Liverpool um, on Darwin Nunes. Mm. Um, you know we're not in that race yet, so we've got to kind of build ourselves up to that. Uh, and it'll be nice to see us get someone who, you know, I, I guess this was the whole point of trying to get someone nice and young who was still able to come in, um, but with Ekatike, where you, you had that sort of really promising player who was able to come in and play games, but wasn't going to demand that first choice spot yeah. straight away. Um, but, you know, let's let's see what the, the rest of the window holds. I'm, I'm actually good going into the season. Um, I know a lot of people are stressing about the fact that we still don't have enough in, in the tanks just yet. Um, we don't have enough in reserves and we need a little bit of extra quality. Uh, I, I'm, I'm good to start the season as we are hoping that in the next couple of weeks because the transfer window doesn't close yet that we still manage to get those extra few bodies in that will just kind of take us up to that next level um yeah. so we'll see and you know sure. look, we've, we've we've got to trim some fat from the squad um but we'll, we'll have to wait and see um like people are getting carried away aren't they like <laughs> like i'd be absolutely like you could knock me down in a feather if if we do not sign another player no. for the rest of this transfer window i'd like, be very surprised and, yeah, I agree with you. Like what we've got now is basically what we've finished with last year. I mean, Pope's maybe better than Debrevka, the slight upgrade. Botman's a little bit of an upgrade to Burn, but the the majority of well, all that all these players are who we finished with last year, and we were the fourth best team after Christmas. So I mean, it's not like we're we're playing under-resourced and, and stuff like that. The, the guys have shown that they're more than capable of producing results with what we've got at the moment. So I don't, yeah, like you said, like the, some of the hysteria is actually ridiculous. And, like, we're going to get new players. Just chill out. But trust the guys that are here now are going to actually perform and do a job for us because they've shown that they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, Cool. Um, right then, that's probably taken a little bit longer than I was expecting it to. But uh, let's 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 crack on. We've we've got a bit of a 
a little bit of a prediction session now for the coming season. Um, we're not going to go through the the Nottingham Forest game because we do have a, a podcast coming up this week specifically as a pre pre game. Um, sort of session with a Nottingham Forest fan, so uh, keep keep an eye out for that one coming up. But uh, we're going to go through a couple of predictions um, from us. Uh, first, we're going to start off with our Player of the Year. So, Craig, I'm going to let you kick this one off. It's got to be Bruno, hasn't it? I I don't think anyone could get close to him. Uh, he, if he had started 1st of February or whenever we brought him in on that first game as everyone, you probably would have took it off Joe Linton, to be honest. Um, the bloke was an absolute phenomenal when uh, he, he came in uh, on that <laughs> debut we made against Everton. I think it was his first uh, appearance for the club. And even I that thought you were going to drop an F-bot then, crap. <laughs> he was backheeling from the corner flag and through people's legs in that first like, opening three minutes he had. Bruno will be the player of the year if he can even show a glimpse of what he could do last season. He's just head and shoulders above everyone we've got right now. That's fair enough. Keegan, who's yours? Yeah, nah, my heart skipped a bit. I thought Craig was going to drop the magic when he stumbled on phenomenal. <laughs> he sort of went, oh my God, don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, Bruno's going to be the player of the year for as long as he's here. If he's here for 10 years, he's going to win the next 10. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something here because I don't think my worry is that Bruno's the expectation is going to be so high after what the standard is that he's already set that he probably will end up kind of not living up to the hype but still being this absolutely fantastic player. So don't get me wrong, I think he probably should and probably will get Player of the Year. Um, if Callum Wilson stays fit, I think he scores the goals and I think he gets the Player of the Year for me. But it's a mighty big if. Even if he doesn't, even if he's he's total form, he'll still do six or seven things during the game that'll make everyone go, "Whoa!" That is fair. That is. Definitely and then fair. everyone be like, "Oh, did you see what Bruno did?" Like, and then so you just wipe out whatever he done for the rest of the eighty-eight minutes of the game. That, that is probably then, true. I'm yeah, just trying then, to temper my man, yeah. my man crush. It's oh, like no, I, I have such a man nah. crush on him right now. And it's just nah, Andy, like Andy wrote. Andy made me feel good, so I'm just yeah. I'm, gush, I'm gushing now. I don't even try and hide it. That's fair enough. I've probably tried to kind of squeeze someone else in there, but yeah, Bruno is probably the best call. Um, so top goal scorer, uh, Keegan, I'll let you kick this one off. Yeah, no, I had I had Cal. I think same sort of thing. I think he could score fifteen or sixteen goals for us this year. I'm I'll get to something else later on with one of our other uh, categories. But, yeah, I think – well, I mean, he played half the year last year and won it. So it's not – Yeah, yeah. It's not – although, like, I did – there was part of me that that thought if John Joe played a full season, could Bruno – as that sort of deep, deeper midfielder and Bruno played that kind of roaming role that he, he played in games last year. Like, could he – if Wilson gets injured, like, could he score enough to actually – overtake him and then I took my Bruno glasses off again and just went with the, went with the guy who scores all the time. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I've 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 gone with Wilson just purely and simply because as you said, he was out half the season last year and and still managed to get the the, the club top goal scorer. So, um I think if uh, Eddie Howe gets him and hopefully keeps him fit, um, or at least, you know, if we do get that extra striker in and we can rotate Callum Wilson and he's not stretching for for things and he's not sort of overplayed. And more importantly, he's, he's not feeding off scraps, so he's not having to work his ass off like 24-7 inside, a, inside the club because yeah. he's not got anything else to do. Um, you know, the fact that he can play his natural game and he's not having to run around like a headless chook, you know, that's got to be a big plus for him staying fit for longer. So, you know. Fingers crossed. Um, Craig, what do you reckon? Wilson, if you stay as fit 100%. If not, uh, I'm going to go for ASM. Interesting, yeah. Um, interesting that because he's actually seems to be passing a lot more in preseason, which is what everyone's been saying that he needs to do and like get his head up and and stop just sort of like running it running at defenders. He seems to be <laughs> laying the ball off a lot more now. So yeah. interesting that you've gone for him as like the top goal scorer, despite the fact that you know he is looking to pass more. Um, maybe maybe if we sort of talked about combined goal efforts, that would that would definitely be ASM. He might he might find too that's 
the passing more will open up his shot more because at the moment defenders will just, they know he's going to shoot, so they'll crowd him. But all of a sudden, if they're not sure if he's going to shoot or pass, he might actually find a little more pockets to get a shot off every now and then. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, so top assists onto the next one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this one off. I actually think, uh, and this is gonna be a bit tricky because I I think Bruno will finish top in the assists. Um, but I reckon that someone like Botman with his with his through balls, I, I think ASM the fact that he's passing more, and I think Trippier because he's just absolutely class. I think those will, they, they will they will run him close, but I'm going to go for Bruno because I think where he plays, I think he's going to be involved in everything. Um, so uh, I, I'll let you go, Keegan, because I seem to have stolen your thunder there. <laughs> yeah, no, I had I had Trippier. I think Trippier will be like he does get forward a lot, and they do fullbacks traditionally do have the most ball in Eddie Howe's sides, and I think he. He'll take a fair few of our set pieces as well, so he might yeah. get a he might get a few slices out of them. So yeah, that's who I went for purely because I think he'd be on the ball a lot, and yeah. his set pieces give us give him a lot do of. Do you get an assist for a quarter, like taking a quarter? I think so. You do on fantasy, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right then. We'll just go off the yeah, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So football. he's in my fantasy team fine. too. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Craig, who's who's your top assist for the season? Gonna go for uh, for Joe Linton. Okay, interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's just gonna be everything about him. He's gonna be all over that pitch. He's just gonna be dancing around everybody, and he he doesn't want to take a shot because I know he's not a natural goal scorer. And I just think he's gonna be the type of person who would rather let somebody else take the glory than him rifle one in from. 35 yards, uh, five minutes and uh, 90 at uh, the Gallagher end. Uh, I do think he's going to be that person who would love to get those assists on there. He only got one assist last season, but you got to remember he was playing a lot deeper. I think he's going to be pushed forward a bit more, especially if we don't get that attack and play. And yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Linton for me, ball call that one, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's an interesting decision. Um, hopefully, hopefully he does. I mean, he, I think he's going to be playing that box to box role a lot more rather than just sitting deep. So hopefully, he does get forward enough and and gets involved with play. Um, and obviously, I think Bruno will get a lot more attention. So if that frees up space for for, for Big Joe, then you know, yeah, could could be could be onto something there, Craig. Uh, so this this is this these next two are going to be a, a pretty contentious topic, I think. Um, so the first one is going to be, who do you think is going to be the club's biggest overachiever over this season? Uh, Keegan, I'll let you kick this one off first. So the biggest overachiever. So who think who do we think that's who's going to who's who's going to sort of surprise everyone and, and be better than be you that. think? Yeah. Oh, I. It's probably a really obvious thing to say after the preseason, but I think Miggy. Yeah. Like, I think, like, going last year, most people would, every time he get it and you could see the hands go up and every time he'd, like, he'd turn it over or he wouldn't get his shot away or if he did, it ended up up near the opposition fans on level seven or whatever it was. And I think his sort of link-up play was so good and his end product was so bad. It was like, but I think, yeah, I think he could, people go, oh, maybe like what Craig said earlier with Big Joe, maybe he could be the Big Joe of this year. Maybe not to that standard, but yeah, I think he could definitely take a big step forward for what he's produced for us the last three or four years. No, that's fair. Craig? If he plays enough games, Kraft, because he massively overachieved last season, I reckon. Um <laughs> Nobody expected the form he was going to be in those last 10 games or however many it was. And if he plays the games, I think he could be that person. Otherwise, maybe Sean Longstaff. Because, again, nobody's expected the change in such a short space of time. Uh, he could be that uh, player who definitely takes that accolade. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's a, that's um, a great Sean, Sean Longstaff was definitely my call. Um, I think... I think I've been really impressed with the levels. As I said, he's shown some pretty good good touches in in preseason. Uh, I think he looks like he's more confident in himself, but more so just in the role that he's expected to do. He's not going to be a starter. He's not going to play every game. 
He, but he looks like he's going to be able to come on and do a really good, solid job for the team. And I think, given the previous, you know, probably two seasons, I think, yeah, he, he's he's due. He's probably due a good one, given given his his recent run. So, you know, hope hopefully he does. Uh, and the next one is the opposite of that. So, the club's biggest underachiever, um, who who's going to disappoint the most. Uh, so, Craig, I'll let you kick this one off off, off first. Chris Wood. It's a low bar. (laughs) Not not even a discussion. It's just Christmas. I, I just, I've I've got a feeling he's just going to come into there. He'll he'll put in a shift. He'll do what he done last season. While he holds the ball, he'll bring other players in. But again, ultimately, his job is to score goals. And I don't see him getting anywhere close to double figures. Let alone. You know, uh, even thinking about doing it, he, he just doesn't have it in him, and I don't think we have the squad to support his style of play. In which I think is a good thing because we want the more passing, fluid style, attractive play rather than the old humping up the pitch like they did at Burnley and maybe get lucky um, from the odd set piece for corners. But yeah, Chris Wood is going to be the most disappointing player of the season. Keegan, uh, I've yeah, this is. Going to be really yours really isn't hard. quite as cut and dry, clearly. No, <laughs> there's, an ex- there's an explanation behind you. Yeah, I'll just say my name and get up and go. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think, um, which is going to be a real shame to say this because it's probably the best pre season he's ever put in in his life. But I think John Joe's probably going to be the one who takes a backward step because he was probably a not probably he was definitely a first 11 lock for not just last year but all the other years before that. But I just feel especially what Craig said with his injuries, like he finished last year and by all reports, he was carrying a, a niggly groin for a lot of the season as well. We, we Eddie spoke about, so um, I'm just, I'm just worried for him that he's the wrong side of 30 now. And these little niggles keep coming and coming. And then we need aggressive players who can get around the pitch. I just don't think that that's going to be him anymore. I think, we spoke about it on our little snap James Madison pod uh, over the weekend where I can see him being a like a valuable super sub um, where his biggest, his biggest sort of weakness is when teams put a bit of heat on him and he doesn't get time on the ball and he he's not as effective. But if he can come on, especially with the five subs now, he can come on with 15, 20 minutes to go with a tiring sort of opposition and he'll get that time on the ball. But I just don't think he's got he's got the tickets anymore to go 90 minutes consistently with this sort of high-octane style we want to play, I guess. So, I th- yeah, John Joe, unfortunately, sorry, mate. I know you watch us, but, uh, yeah, not you. <laughs> no, it's bad. I keep forgetting that we've got five subs this season. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is it is it like the A-League where you get – Five subs, but you only get three breaks. I, I haven't really. So you have to make like much. you can do a, a double, a double, and a yeah. single, or you can make a three and a two, or whatever it is. I'm not sure. I, I don't if... know. It's probably worth worth looking into that yeah. because that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Otherwise, it will just descend into a farce, like with yeah. a, a team who's like you know a goal up, they're just going to run out the clock with you know all these like sort of little yeah. <laughs> every minute there's subs, a fight. every sub, other minute sub, yeah. Sub, yeah. Sub, yeah yeah and yeah. I think it just could be a bit of a farce if they start doing that. So yeah, yeah. it'll be worth having a look into that actually. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm actually going to go with Willock because I think the hype surrounding him. Uh, by a lot of fans expecting massive things off him this season. Um, I think he will do okay, but I think he will not get to the actual levels that a lot of fans are expecting from him this season. I think I think there's a lot of talk that, you know, oh, no, he's going to push on this season. He's going to do really well for himself. And I, and I genuinely hope that I prove wrong here because I think he's a great player. I think he's done surprisingly well since he's been here um had a bit of a down patch last season didn't really capture his form but you know let's be fair he was never going to but for me with us playing this sort of passing game that's very heavy in like sort of keeping possession now he looks out of place because in that central midfield area he needs to be better on the ball and he's not. He he misplaces passes. He miscontrols balls through to him. Um, he's great when he's on the counter attack, and I think he will score goals for us. 
but I also think he will end up being a bit of a liability in that central midfield. And I, I genuinely hope I'm wrong. Um, and I, I really hope that he does well. But for me, it is a massive worry that he's not as comfortable on the ball in that midfield slot as a Bruno or a Joe Linton. They, that just looks so assured. And I think we're relying on that sort of level of, of, um, of, of comfort on that ball um, and, and ball retention. So, could uh, you- Actually, Sorry? Mark, could you could you see him as as like another super sub, like a, a John Joe, where use his energy, his ability to get up and down the ground for the last twenty minutes against more tiring players. Definitely, like definitely. Yeah. I I think that's his best position, to be honest. I don't think yeah. he is. That's how he got so much success under Bruce because he was thrown on at the last minute against tiring opposition as someone who just ran onto the ball. He was yeah. playing in a more attacking midfielder role rather than that central midfield role that he seems to be occupying under Howe. And I don't think that's doing him any favours. I think if you played him like ahead of the main midfield as someone who came on off the bench with fresh legs, plenty of running in, in the tank, who can finish yeah. quite well, I think he will play a lot better. Um, but if he's expected to play as a starting midfielder in central midfield, I don't think he's got that game to him um, to his game yet just yet. We've probably got a couple of them, haven't we? I mean, I said yeah. Shelby, Willick. I think Fraser or or Almiron could actually be a pretty impactful sub for the last fifteen minutes of a game. Which, let's be fair, something that we've not had for a long, long time. No. Actually, <laughs> is a decent bench that we can affect yeah. games with. But that's not- so that's really good to see. That is definitely yeah. really good to see. Uh, so two two things just to finish up. These shouldn't take too long, hopefully. Um, so I wanna I wanna get your predictions on both the cups in terms of where we'll finish and when we'll either get knocked out or do you think we'll win them uh so craig i'll let you let you go first fa cup FA Cup. um i'm gonna go with fifth round i think fifth round is good progression uh a lot of people wonder what the fifth round of the fa cup is um this <laughs> <laughs> oh, is strange place you're still in the cup come march really um Carabao Cup or whatever it's called these days. This is my one bold prediction. I think we'll make the final. I'm not saying we're going to win it, yeah, but I think we'll make the final. That is my one bold prediction. And that, I think, is our gateway to Europe. No, that's fair enough. Keegan? Uh, yeah, I think I was going to say the fifth round as well. I think we might get a very good opposition in that sort of weekend of games. I don't think we're going to be as lucky as what Bruce was with his cup run or cup limp, whatever, cup crawl, whatever. You, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a run. We were bloody penalties and extra time against division yeah. bloody two sides. But, yeah, I think – and I think, yeah, I think the Carabao, Coca-Cola, whatever it's called these days is – I think we can make like a quarter final or a semi-final, especially with the emphasis that the top teams, like the really top teams have at the moment with their obsession to get into the Champions League places, especially Liverpool and Man City are really going to be at each other the whole season, I think, for the title. And that cup's a little bit earlier, so I think we can maybe sneak in through, like, and sort of play a pretty good 11 the whole way through and actually try and get get close to it yeah i think as as with most cup competitions obviously it's going to come down to the luck of the draw uh yeah. i think mm. as long as we can as long as we can avoid man city or liverpool because i think they've got good enough squads where they will play a weak inside and still be good enough to beat most teams uh i think you probably have a lot of the other top sides who don't take it very seriously so they you know the league cup is a good opportunity for us to really progress far because even when we do play a top side, they're probably not interested in it as much. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go. I actually was thinking maybe semis. Um, I'm, I'm hoping Craig's Craig's going one more and I'm hoping he's right. Um, for the FA Cup, I actually wouldn't 
is again if we if we do get a good cup run i i think maybe quarterfinals um i don't think we'll go much beyond that just because i think we'll be we'll be pushing some tired legs uphill by that stage of the season but you know maybe we get a couple of recruitments in uh in january again and 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 push on from there so and finally uh rounding things off for the for the evening um what position do you think we're going to finish in keegan uh i think ninth but we'll end up with more points than what we did last year. So I think the teams ahead of us, apart from probably Leicester, have all improved a fair bit. And it's going to be really hard, I think, to to actually get in front of them with what we've got at the moment. But if if we can get to ninth with more points, and we'll all take no relegation threat or anything like that, but a, a solid... A comfortable ninth with more points, I think that's that's probably and, and like a, a decent cup run could probably be, yeah, I'd be happy with that probably for the yeah, season. I, I think that's been my 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 sort of like raison d'etre for the entire preseason is all I want is probably a top ten finish and a good cup run, um, and and I'll be happy. That's that's good progress for us. But obviously, if we can get to a final um, and and push top eight guarantee that european spot then you know that's going to be even better so i'm i'm i think we'll probably finish eighth um i think we could finish higher than that depending on what the rest of the window holds for us but as it stands right now assuming everyone clicks the way they did last season i think top top eight's probably probably a good good shout for us so craig finish us off what uh what's what's your prediction yeah, I think uh, there's kind of going to be a little mini league for that seventh and eighth position. Really, you've got uh, the, there's us, Leicester, West Ham, Wolves, maybe even Brighton as well. They're a decent, solid team. Um, based on the current squad as it is now, I'm going to say top ten. If we can add another one or two, even three quality signings, then top eight. Yep, no, I'm, I'm I'm good with that. Uh, cool. So I think that's probably enough for us, us waffling on for the night. I think we've covered everything we needed to. Um, obviously, I think we're all buzzing new season. Um, don't forget, we've got a watch along um, for the Nottingham Forest game. I think Craig's doing it. Uh, I'm not sure who else is joining you. Keegan as well. Up, oh, King, and then yeah. is it, I, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm going to be able to make it because I've I've been dragged away up to up to sunny Noosa for the weekend, so I'll probably be be watching oh, yeah. that on on my on my phone in bed at, late at night. So um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, absolutely buzzing for the new season. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, obviously have the the review the preview pod on later on this week for everyone. So for everyone watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Please drop a like, subscribe, and uh, obviously give us some uh some feedback ask us any questions you want um obviously we all we all like the comments we get some positive feedback but you know if there's anything you want us to include please please feel free to make some suggestions and throw anyone listening on, throw your predictions in yeah we, yes. we want to hear those as well <laughs> get get a bit of get a bit more uh controversy into yeah to add, add to craig's finals appearance uh and then yeah well uh everyone that's on uh, spotify and and the other um and apple uh podcasts uh Tweet us your predictions too. Yeah, tweet tweet us along. So send us some tweets along to the to the podcast uh, Twitter handle. And thank you very much. So we'll uh, we'll leave it there, and I'll see you again for the next one. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, lads. See you, boys. Cheers, guys.